Welcome to today's Daily PBJ Devotional. This devotional is about Matthew chapter 5. So let's read that passage. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its savor, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they set it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I tell you truly, until heaven and earth pass away, not a single jot, not a stroke of a pen will disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So then, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do likewise will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the ancients, Do not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, will be subject to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, You fool, will be subject to the fire of hell. So, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Reconcile quickly with your adversary while you are still on the way to court. Otherwise, he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to depart 
into hell. It has also been said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, brings adultery upon her. And he who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the ancients, do not break your oath, but fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I tell you not to swear at all either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor should you swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything more comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on your right cheek, Turn to him the other also. If someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly Father is perfect. And this is God's word. Now here's my devotional about Matthew chapter 5. Who is responsible to obey God's word, according to verses 17 through 20 of Matthew chapter 5? Who is responsible to release anger toward others, according to verses 21 and 22? Who's responsible to go and try to fix a relationship with someone who is angry with you, according to verses 23 and 24? Who's responsible to settle out of court if you're being sued, according to verses 25 and 26? Who's responsible to have a pure heart toward the people of the opposite sex, according to verses 27 through 30? And of course, this applies to the same sex as well. Who's responsible to stay married? in most circumstances, according to verses 31 and 32. Who's responsible to be honest, so honest that you keep your word and don't ever need to swear to God, according to verses 33 through 37. Who's responsible to be taken advantage of by others and even love others who treat you poorly, according to verses 38 through 47. The answers to this quiz is the same answer for every question. You are. You are responsible for all of these things. Why? Because God created you. He's perfect. And so you should be perfect like he is, according to verse 48. Now that is an impossible standard, I know, and Jesus knew it too. That's why he began by telling us that happiness and prosperity come from being poor in spirit, according to verse 3, being hungry and thirsty for righteousness, according to verse 6, and so on. 
Those things take a supernatural act of God in our hearts that we call grace. We need the grace of God to save us from our many failures to obey the commands in that list above. And in Christ, we have that grace. Jesus died to atone for every failure we've ever had in living up to God's perfection. But having been saved by Christ's death for us, we have a new power and a new resolve to do all the hard things on that list. We may want to shift the blame to people who sin against us to justify our anger, but Jesus commands us to deal with our anger in a Christ-like way. The same is true for fixing broken relationships, settling with those who want to sue us, being sexually pure in our thoughts and actions, being committed to our marriages, being honest, and loving our enemies. Nobody else can walk with God for you. And you can't make anyone else do the right thing. You are responsible before God to do what is right. Because of the righteousness and power of Christ, you can do it if you trust him and obey what his word commands. So, is there anything on that list above? Anything about reconciling with an enemy or loving your enemy? Or how you treat the opposite sex? Or how you are committed to your marriage? Is there anything on this, that list that you need to change your mind about? That's what repentance is. It's a change of mind. Is there anything you need to repent of? Anything you need to change your mind about? And if so, what is one action you need to do today based on what Christ taught and commanded in this chapter? I hope whatever it is, you'll take the opportunity today and the truth of this passage to address that area of your life. And I hope it helps you in your walk with God. May God bless you this day, and we'll see you tomorrow.